0: Previously on Party in Peril This I will admit I didn't see that part coming
1: I have no desire to fight you
0: Am I not a threat to you?
1: You are allowed to be the beast that you desire to be Human form or werewolf I am only here as your friend What do
2: you fear most?
1: War I fear war
0: There is a tribe of tieflings that still exists to this day. You can just take this knowledge for what it is, that you're not alone in the world. Where you're going, doom and destruction await, but it must be faced. Please just tell me I've made the right choice.
1: This is the right choice.
0: And the two of you step through the portal. You find yourself in a thick, wild forest. It's quiet, but eventually you begin to hear the chirping of birds, the soft shaking of the leaves on the lush green trees, um, kind of falling into hues of of blue as dusk is just beginning to give way into night. Although it was dawn just before you entered the gateway, strangely you see fireflies, like tiny little golden orbs like floating all around you and though the air is cool you don't really see any snow right now you're just surrounded by beautiful trees some of which you've actually never seen before avador and looking around you can see that there is a clear pathway through the greenery marked with two leaning trees that have grown in the form of kind of like an an arch the top of which has kind of entangled each other, um, and mounted at the very top is the skull of a stag with flowers wrapped around its antlers. And a large crow sits on the arch nearby. The crow bobs its head a few times, tilts it sideways to kind of look at you before turning away and flying off down the path. And Sarah's kind of looking around, kind of bewildered. She's never... I mean, you guys literally just walked through a portal from one place, and now you're in a completely different place, completely different time of day, and it's kind of thrown her off a little bit. She's never experienced magic like this before. Now, Avador, maybe you, you've you seen things similar, so it might not be that weird to you, but to her, she's very unnerved by all of this.
1: Can I use my spell to speak with animals?
0: Sure. Is the crow still around? He's he's starting to fly off, but you might be able to catch him.
1: Okay. So I'm gonna use my spell to call him back. Okay. Alright. Excuse me, my friend. Can you guide us to the land? What do you see above? Where are we?
0: The the crow, like, kinda tilts his head, like he he's flying back around, he perches back on that the archway again. He's tilting his head and kinda looking at you um, and you notice he's like he's almost made of shadow like you're you're looking closely at him and where you would expect to see um you know the the edges of feathers it's almost like it's slightly distorted like you're seeing like a shadowy version of an animal and maybe it's not like an actual animal itself and so you're not really getting an answer from it, but you can tell it's understanding you.
1: Do more. Caw-caw, caw-caw. <laughs> Anyone out there? Caw-caw.
2: Yeah. W- w- when she's talking to animals, am I hearing her speaking in in regular basic, or is she talking animal, or like, is she speaking their language? I'm like, gonna, she, let, yeah, are you running
0: around like cawing? Yeah. Let, let's let her decide. Let, Avador, what does it sound like? <laughs> it, are you just making crow noises?
1: Yeah, I'm making yes. crow noises. Ah! Depending on what bird it is, I'll be whistling.
2: <laughs> just just out, of, out of nowhere, we're just walking along a path. We see a bird just like... Arr, arr, just yeah. <laughs> shouting, like shouting. St- ah!
0: ah! Oh, gross. Ah! That's exactly what it sounds like, what she's doing right now. Okay,
1: My ah. friend!
0: Ah! It scares me every time. I just want to add that. The, the crow... The shadowy crow, um, sensing that you're trying to communicate with it, but it's not communicating back, flies down, does like a little circle overhead, and just kind of circles around you, and then flies off again under that archway and just keeps going up the path, and eventually leads out of sight.
2: It's like,
0: by the way, I speak English. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you were calling at me. <laughs> That was weird. <laughs> that was weird and a
1: little racist. <laughs> Rude. I think all of my noises would be like mating noises. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, oh. <laughs> like, the
0: crow oh, plays I see off. Where this is going. It's like, uh, never mind. The crow's like, that's our word. Only we can say that. <laughs> <laughs> still got it. <laughs> um, Sarah's gonna look at look at Abador and is like, could you? tell anything from that? It seems like it's trying to get us to follow it, but I mean, you're the one that speaks with animals.
1: Seems the only thing I can tell is that we are not on normal ground. Animals here, they're not what they seem to be.
0: That
2: seems for sure. So are we in an area that's... Is it like a separate plane, or are we just in a different part of the world? You're in a
0: different part of the world now. Um, Basically... The the place that you're trying to get to to Eslam is almost impossible to find for people that have not been there before. Um Kavala has been there before once. Was well, not a big fan, so he has ported you as close as he can to getting there. But again, because it's so hard to find, you know, there's probably magical means that are that keep people from finding it so easily. So that's why he couldn't get you straight into the village, but you are close
1: and can you describe the weather? <laughs> yes, <laughs> like
0: sure um okay. so so no precipitation or anything like that. It's not warm like it, it it's it feels cold. It's almost like, well, I guess fall weather would be very different for you guys living in Texas but but <laughs> it, it's it's cool out. like like you would still need some some warmer clothes and stuff where you guys just left you would have seen a lot of snow things like that you're not seeing snow here but it is still cold um things are maybe a little damp but the scenery is still pretty green for how cold it is so it's it's very odd obvious that there's some sort of magic going on here like this is not whatever forest you're in this is not a normal forest
2: the obvious thing to do would be to follow the crow so, any opposition to that? I am not opposed.
0: Sarah's is very wary, and she's just like, "I really don't like this, but we can move forward. What other choice do we have? Okay. Um then, following the path, um you can hear all kinds of creatures, like foresty creatures just among the rustle of of leaves and things in the trees. The the sheet that Shepard lies upon that is kind of floating in the air just kind of follows you all soundlessly um, from behind as you walk. Sarah's just staying very very on guard, kind of looking around her frantically. She's holding her warhammer gripped really tight in one hand and her shield in the other, just kind of really tense and just waiting for something to go wrong. The fireflies that you guys noticed earlier seem to start flashing in unison, just kind of barely illuminating the area around you with their pulses of light as the um, outside light um, from the sun seems to start dimming the farther you walk. Like you're almost walking into just a forest of darkness. It's almost like, like time doesn't matter here. It's like the length that you walk is controlling how dark it is rather than the the time of day. Do you
2: have night vision, should I? Yep. Cool. You're leading.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so is, so is it dark now?
0: It's getting darker the farther you walk. the The only way that you're really seeing that well, well, at least for Jack and Sarah, is there are fireflies that are kind of flashing, almost like they're almost kind of lighting a path for you a little bit. They're kind of staying ahead of you a little, and they're flashing a little bit. Avador, this doesn't really matter to you that much because you can see pretty well, but Mm -hmm. um, the others are either having to follow you or they're going to have to just kind of watch for the flashes of light from those fireflies. I'm going to just dagger in my left hand or,
2: (laughs) or right hand and uh, I'll be on the other side. The other hand will be grabbing a part of Avador's clothing so, as she kind of leads us through. I'm okay. on the defensive but I also can't see anything. So it's kind of like, it's led by fear not
1: <laughs>
0: not
2: a sense of protection. I'm just like uh, <laughs> okay. I don't like that I can't see anything.
0: Do a, um, can you guys do a perception roll for me?
2: Oh, that's probably going to be my best roll of the day.
0: Twenty-three.
1: Okay. Um. Twenty-one.
0: Twenty-one. Okay. Avador, you see this pretty, pretty well, just regularly. But Jack, like, it's almost like the firefly is caught, illuminated just for a split second, so you could perfectly see the form of what seemed like a human woman up ahead, up the path, and it, and it's almost like she kind of ran across the path from one side to the other. And you guys both noticed it. Sarah did not notice it, but you definitely did.
1: Did you guys see that? Couldn't S- tell if it's an actual person or another shadow.
0: See what? I I didn't see anything. Sarah's just like, she's freaking out right now. She's gripping uh-huh. everything so tight. What What did you see, Jack?
2: I, I think someone's here with us.
0: Someone just ran by. Ran by? Did they look like they had weapons? Are they?
2: I, I don't know. I don't know who it was or what she had i just saw uh, who i what i think was a, a lady running by
0: so a you hear the caw of a crow and all the fireflies suddenly disappear and you find yourselves in complete darkness avador you're really the only one that's going to be able to see um how many feet is your dark vision is it oh 120 God. or is it 60
1: dark vision 60
0: 60 feet okay so you can still see up to 60 feet ahead. It is dim. Jack and Sarah, you can't see anything. So Sarah's just like, oh, Jack, Jack, are you still there?
2: Uh, I'm right here.
0: Avadora. are you okay?
1: Yes, I Okay. Have, I'm standing ground.
0: Can Can you see?
1: I see. I see the woman he's speaking of.
0: Okay, and you start seeing a fog start to roll in and uh as you guys continue up this path avador leading the way she's the only one that can see this fog is starting to roll in and avador it's actually starting to obscure your vision a little bit too um so now it's very hard for you to see also um avador can you give us a flame or something uh um so we can try to see a little bit better
1: yes i'll produce flame in my hand
0: okay as you make your way up this path, it starts to give way into a an open glade in the middle of this forest. And in this glade, the fog is much thicker. And at least with the flame, you can still see a little bit. Not great, though. And you can hear the voice of a woman giggling. Do one more perception check for me. 14...
1: <clears throat> Twenty.
0: Okay. Was that Nat? Twenty? Dang. No. Oh, okay. So, uh, Avador, because you have the the dark vision, um, even with the fog, you can still see the silhouette of that woman is right in the middle of this glade. And where she is, it seems like the fog has kind of dissipated a little bit around her. And she is very plain looking. Nothing very distinct about her appearance, other than having very thick black hair. Um, She's wearing tattered clothing. It's kind of like a cloth dress, and it's just kind of browned by like years of dirt and grime. There's black, thorny flowers on vines wrapped around her forearms, like going from around her, the back of her hands, going up her arms um, to her shoulders. Upon her shoulders, you can see like various small skulls from um, various animals, things like that, like decorating the top of it. And she smiles at you. Very innocently, but she doesn't say a word, Avador, Okay. Was it a scary laugh or was it a friendly laugh? A a laugh that in the situation that you guys are in, I mean, I can't speak for you two, Sarah's (laughs) freaking the fuck out right now. She's not having a good
2: time. I I would imagine any kind of laugh that comes out of nowhere in the darkness is probably pretty scary,
0: no matter the tone. Okay. (laughs) Avador, can you see anything? I... I can't see. All I can see is this fog. I
1: do. I see very clear right now. Hello, my friend. I see this is your land, is it not?
0: She is sitting on a, basically like a tree stump in the middle of this this glade. And she crosses her legs and kind of puts her arms up or her hands on one knee and rests them. And and cocks her head to the side and just smiles this huge smile. And her eyes are just very, very wide.
1: We're visitors here in this town. You see, we're looking for special creatures out here of the land who know of the magic from here. Would you be one of them?
0: She stands up a little bit to her full height, takes a couple steps towards you. And nods.
1: You see, we have a friend here who, who is enchanted by your magic. And only you or someone of your caliber can take it off of him. Are you in a position to do so?
0: She takes a few more steps forward. And that this grin has not left her face. And she points right at Shepard.
1: Correct. He is the one.
0: You hear the sound of a crow caw from behind you. Very loudly.
1: How romantic is it?
0: Not romantic at all. It sounds awful. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a bad, it's a bad caw. <laughs> no. <laughs> Your feelings weren't reciprocated. <laughs> she uh, lowers her, her arm again and just keeps staring at you. And the crow behind you is getting louder and louder.
1: Is this a friend of yours?
0: She nods.
1: Will your friend help us?
0: She does not respond at all this time. She just stands there and stares at you.
1: Are we in in danger?
0: All of a sudden, this woman begins to change she starts growing in size and and her, her muscles seem to kind of distort and she just keeps growing and growing and becomes this large grotesque distorted version of, of the woman that you were just looking at stooped over with, with muscle and bone and postules just bulging through grayish blue skin the once thick black hair that she had now hangs in only patches and strands framing a wrinkled face with this maw just unfathomably wide with large and yellow and brown teeth and she takes a few more steps towards you with her wicked grin looking even more menacing now and the caw from the crow sounds like it's from all around you now roll initiative
2: Aw. Oh. Sixteen. Seven. Great.
0: Uh, so, <laughs> Sarah...
1: <it> Uh-huh. Sarah, I, I have please. a character
0: sheet for Sarah, just so I, okay. I know how to how to aid with you aid you guys. Okay. She has a negative one to initiative and I just rolled a one. Ah! <laughs> Sarah's initiative is just zero. Does that mean she just, she just, just doesn't help? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm was... out. She's just gone. She doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this this creature before you, this giant hag she's going to since avador's the one that that was trying to communicate with her she's going to reach out with this giant just gnarled hand and and try to swipe at you with these great claws avador um, so that is going to be 23 does that hit your ac oh absolutely <laughs> okay that's going to be 10 damage to you avador okay okay jack you're up Okay,
2: you produced flame in your hands. I don't know if it went out just now or what. Are we able to
0: see She's all? still What's lighting this? She, she's still got the, the flame in her hand. You can see, but not well. So, you in particular, you and Sarah both are going to have disadvantage until such a time that you guys can figure out a way to see better. Avdor is the only one not at disadvantage right now.
2: Oh, God, light this whole forest on fire. <laughs> um, all right, I I guess then since this is a pretty large form, I don't think it would be too hard to just strike at her. Um, so I'll do that. I'll just grab my daggers and start start a stabbing. Okay,
0: go ahead and Let's roll. See. Does a twenty three hit? Yeah, you're at disadvantage though, so you're gonna have to roll twice. Oh, crap, nineteen. Yes, you still you are still able to hit.
2: Okay, good. Yeah.
0: Okay, so are you you are just attacking with the dagger? Yeah. Well, uh, both daggers. I don't know exactly. Your your main hand's gonna hit for sure. Um, you'll have to roll at disadvantage again for the second arm. The hit on the first dagger
2: is a six, and then rolling disadvantage <laughs> on the second. Uh, I hope it's that. Dang. And then a uh uh does a fifteen hit? Yes. Okay. Then on the second dagger, three.
0: Avador, you're up.
1: I would like to use my pass without a trace. Okay. To for Sarah um for us four. Okay. And what, what that'll do is that it'll create a veil of shadows and silence radiates from me masking myself and my companions for the duration. And um, it has a plus 10 bonus dexterity stealth for us.
0: Oh, wow. Do so, I need to? Do any kind of like roll against that or something like that to be able to see you guys, or is it? It just... doesn't say.
1: Now, a creature that receives this bonus leaves behind no tracks or other traces of its passage. That's us.
0: Okay, so so right now, basically, um, so you're still in combat, but at the moment, we're I'm gonna say that the this hag thing does not know where you are. So I I, I have an idea for how I can handle this with her. But yeah, right now she's just like, I have no idea what's going on. She's just like, you've just kind of vanished from her, even though she knows you're there somewhere.
1: So I'm going to try and protect Shepard and Sarah since Shepard's basically out and Sarah doesn't know what to do. So I'm okay. trying to cover them. And then by also uh, protecting Jack and myself, we can attack her without her knowing where where we're ac- where we actually are.
0: Okay, Okay, and you still have a move action too if you wanted to move it anywhere, but...
1: Uh, I think my move action will be to just have my um, javelin ready as well. Do I want my javelin? No, I'll do do a dagger also. So I'll just take my dagger out and I'll be ready to strike on the next move.
0: So it's going to be Sarah's turn next. So what Sarah's going to do... Um now that you guys are are kind of hidden right now but Jack and Sarah are are barely able to see this thing. So it's like both sides are hard, having a hard time seeing each other. Sarah is going to feel around on the ground. She's going to find um a uh, a pebble, like a a rock basically and she's going to cast light um, so this is she can touch an object no larger than 10 feet. This thing can shed a bright light. So she's gonna grab this and use her action to throw the rock kind of towards the direction that she saw Jack stabbing at earlier. And uh that's gonna light up the place enough for you guys to see. So you guys are n- no longer gonna be at disadvantage. So that's gonna she did that, and then she's gonna use a bonus spell. She's gonna summon a a spiritual weapon and uh, attack the thing with that. Now that she can see, so that is. uh, So she summons it, and it's not gonna hit anything. She's like, I've never done this before, so (laughs) I'm I'm gonna try this thing. And she summons basically. She summons like a big, like glowing hammer kind of thing. And she flings it at that creature and just completely misses. And it hits a tree nearby. It breaks off like a tree limb. And the creature turns its back to kind of look at where that is. But she did not hit the creature at all. I just imagine, like, the the holy sort of, like, oh, sound that's,
2: like, <laughs> just, around oh. it as it's summoning it. And she throws it. Like a slow mo shot, and then just like
0: whiz, like goes right by the creature's <laughs> head. <you know>? Yeah, <laughs> which is sad because she just lit up this place. She can see the creature fine. She's still misses. <laughs> we'll chalk it up to nerves and her having never cast this before.
1: There you go. Yeah.
0: Um. It is the hag's turn. The hag cannot see you, but what I'm gonna do, since it does give you plus to de- dexterity, she's going to flail around. And just try to hit anyone she can. And what we're gonna do is I'm gonna have Jack, Avador, and Sarah all roll let's all roll a a stealth check plus that 10 that we got from there. We'll we'll see what happens if she's gonna be able to hit anyone. Thirty-three. Thirty. She is not gonna be able to hit anyone. <laughs> 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 okay. So swing, girl. Jack's turn. Is she still aware of where I am
2: right now at the moment no I guess I'll take advantage of that and I'll get a uh sneak attack sneak attack yeah, sneak yep. attack that's what it's called okay and uh yeah I'll go ahead and just try to stab her again okay nice um I'm assuming this hits but 25 yes absolutely hits four on the main hand Wow. I, I rolled three twos, so six extra on that. And then with my with my offhand, 23 hits. Yep. And that's an extra four, so uh, 14, I think, total. Avedor, you're up.
1: All right, so I have my dagger out. Let's see if I hit you. Does 16 hit? Yes. Okay, let's see how much... Boo. One. <laughs> One.
0: <laughs> you say, ha.
2: ha! Man. And basically,
0: yeah. Just a little. Just Sarah's a like, didn't oh, someone that- give you a magic staff and you pulled out a dagger? Like, I don't want to use it calling?
1: all. I oh, use all my spells. You're oh doing what gosh. we
2: do in video games, Shaddai, where it's like, oh, I have all these potions, but I'm not going to use them. And then you end the game, and you have like 999 potions. <laughs>
1: and <you're> like, no, <laughs> that like are well, Saving use. it just in case. You <laughs> said we're going to have an end game situation. <laughs> I'm Okay. All right. So one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so one. So one. Oh, okay. real quick, can yes. I? Uh, I I know we can't like go back, but can I, as a move action in addition to my turn, like use a uh, my extra cunning action and just use it to hide? Yeah. Okay, can do that okay. just to make sure I stay out of sight.
0: All right, Sarah is going to um, attack, and God, Sarah sucks, guys. She sucks. Um, the nerves got to her. Sure, her, her so. Sarah, yeah, Sarah is just, she's freaked out by all of this. She um, goes to swing with her her warhammer, and she does miss. Um, she's still going to use that. Okay, she can keep using that as her bonus. So she's going to use her, her spiritual weapon and try to do that too. And whatever, Sarah. Sarah just doesn't care <laughs> anymore, guys. Sarah's just like, I don't do anything anymore. <laughs> the Her spiritual weapon is still flying around. Uh it, it she summons it back from the tree that it oh, that it broke the branch off. It whizzes past this this big old hag's face, not hitting it again, but almost hitting Sarah herself. I swear I'll get the hang of this, guys. I promise. Just try not to get hit when I'm doing this thing. I'm so sorry, everyone.
1: <laughs> You're a strong, independent woman. man.
0: I'm trying to be at least. The hag is is flailing its arms towards uh, the direction that the the spiritual weapon just went um, towards. Um, everyone do a dexterity saving throw um, plus the, the 10, just like we did last time. Uh, 28. 28? You're fine? 21. Cool. Uh, Sarah got a natural one. <laughs> so, oh, wow. man, Sarah. Wow. She's doing bad. Hey, everyone, just want to check in with y'all, see how you're doing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Party in Peril. Hope everybody is healthy and well. We are doing our best to keep ourselves healthy and well as well. Man, that's, that's a lot of wells. Wanted to bring something new up to you guys. Um, first of all, I want to thank everyone for all the reviews on Apple Podcasts. And those who have donated to our Patreon, as always, thank you so, so, so much. You guys are doing us a huge solid by uh, donating, and that helps us um, keep putting out the shows that we love and and cover some of the overhead and stuff like that. Um, we definitely could use more to help cover the overhead and eventually transition to being able to do more shows. So, if you do have it in you to be able to uh, make a monthly donation of just $5, um, we would definitely appreciate that. And we won't let you down with the content. In fact, that's what I want to talk about today, is we are working on some new bonus content, specifically for Party in Peril, and some of the other shows that will be going up as Patreon rewards, as I talked about last episode, um, working on some short stories. There's going to be some more things to come in the future with other campaigns campaigns once this campaign is over and speaking of that right now we're instituting a new reward system that will come into play in the next campaign now there's only including this episode there's only about five or six episodes left until this campaign is completely done with and then we'll be taking a small break and we will start on our second campaign which we know what it's going to be it's still going to be a Dungeons and Dragons campaign and I am So excited for it because it's going to be very different and it's going to be a lot of fun. But something I just want to mention for that, I have subtly been naming some characters um, after those that leave comments with your five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. I will continue to do so. And in fact, if you do leave a review of Party in Peril, then there's a good chance that some kind of npc or item or location within the next campaign will be named after you additionally if you do choose a monthly subscription on patreon uh, you will be able to submit an item to us that will appear in the game. And I will work with you on that to make sure it's something that makes sense for the world and isn't something too ridiculous or overpowered. So if you do want to do that, we will talk. Cool. Yeah, that is it for updates right now for this episode. So I'm not going to waste any more of your time. We're going to go ahead and get back to the story. The hag since she saw where that that magical hammer went by, she knows someone's there. She reaches out and she just kind of swings a claw, like kind of trying to scoop up whoever's there. She grabs Sarah and pulls her against her chest and grabs the other arm and just starts crushing Sarah against her body, like with almost like a, a bear hug, but like just squeezing it, squeezing it into her. Um, so let's see how much damage Sarah's gonna take from that. Fifteen damage. Oh, jeez. And, and then she is grappled, so Sarah's going to have to roll to to try to get out of that on her next turn.
2: Jack, is there a way for me to help Sarah free from the get free from the grapple, like a, a practical way? I don't think that there's a clear way for someone else to get her out of it. Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna at the very least take action as if I'm trying to, by kind of stabbing at the thing's arms or vines or whatever's wrapped around her. Okay, At the moment, just trying to, trying to like slash away at it with my daggers. Okay, does an 18 hit? Yes. With my main hand, five. Nice. 19 after the 3d6 extra. Holy and my, crap, okay. With my off hand, I rolled a natural one, so I just dropped that dagger. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that dagger just falls. <laughs> see, that's what the three d
2: six should have done. Yeah, you did last some, time, except did I only rolled har- twos.
0: So you did some pretty hardcore damage. So, so this thing is just—it's still squeezing on onto Sarah, but it is so angry, it's just screaming, and you can see like this big, like drool dripping from its giant teeth. They're yeah. so big, they look like like stones, like old stone, and it's just shrieking out in this this scream that sounds almost almost woman but also just like some sort of large animal at the same time so i'm just i'm just running at her at the creature like
2: sarah let her go just like slashing (laughs) slashing slashing just like, like, like so i'm gonna
0: anger drove that yeah it's just like uh i i'm picturing drax in endgame in that scene where he jumps on um, what's that? That big dude that, that was Thanos's henchman. He jumps on his oh, back and he's yeah. just like, ah, just like stabbing the <laughs> crap out of it over and I over. I was it.
1: imagining him like a Benihana's, like just like,
0: chop, <laughs> chop, 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 chop. you're he's just flipping hungry, broccoli so into true. people's mouths. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, Touch one here. Okay. That happened to me one. So I went to the first time I went to one of those places, a hibachi <laughs> grill.
1: Yeah, and,
0: and he's going to do the, the the broccoli flip into my mouth. Yeah, It yeah. didn't get in my mouth. I got a flaming hot broccoli right in the freaking eye. <laughs> it hurt so bad because it had like oil and stuff on it. Oh it's not God, really yeah. his fault. It's because I'm an idiot. And so it just hit me no in the aim. eye. It burned. It was not fun.
2: Yeah, um, I just, it's like, uh, isn't it called like cauliflower eye or
0: something when you get like punched in the face or like no, when that's it's, called
1: like by ear. Cal- you get
0: cauliflower no. ear, yeah, ear. That's right, that's right. Okay, yeah. Never I, mind. Have, I have a couple of friends that I used to be on a wrestling team, and they've all got really yes. bad cauliflower ear. Oh, oh, it looks so gross. I'm just. I've got a little bit though. of it, like just the edges of my ear are really bumpy and, <laughs> <Stop>. and gross <laughs> No, I don't want to know. Back
1: to D and D.
0: Back to D <D&D> and D before <laughs> Jessup throws up. Yeah. Uh, so this thing is just screaming out in, in 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 pain. It's in in anger. And Avador, it's your turn.
1: We could have been friends, bitch. <laughs>
0: That's your finishing move. Also, line. You you hear that that song from Veronica Mars? A long time ago, we used to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> we could have been friends, bitch, bitch. <laughs> All right, what do you what do you want to do?
1: All right, I'm gonna use my staff. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So, I'll use my staff. Okay. Let's see if this hits Yeah, Shit, maybe not. Does What's he 11 hit you?
0: It does not. Ah! Uh-huh. Were you trying to just hit her with the staff, or were you going to do a spell?
2: Oh, just hit her.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That misses then. Effectively,
2: um, am I the only person
0: who's hit this creature? Well, she yes, I just have it for yeah. one? Uh, well... <laughs> Avadora did hit it, but only for one damage. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Sarah hasn't hit at all, and she's paying for it with her life right now. Okay, it is Sarah's turn. Sarah's going to have to try to roll to get out of this thing. Can she get some kind of advantage
2: roll to that since I'm slashing at those arms?
0: No, but Sarah did just get out of it. So okay, Sarah um, manages to get her, her arms up to her chest as she's being squeezed, and she just kind of shoves her kind of just almost like a a shove just pushing into the thing's chest and and opens the grip just enough to fall out and to the ground um but that's going to be sarah's action is doing that but she is going to try to use her spiritual weapon again as as her bonus action and and see what she can do so she's still trying to sling this this you know um this magic hammer Around and we'll see if she can actually do anything this time. And it connects the magic hammer now that Sarah has fallen out of its grasp. The thing's kind of reaching down for Sarah that it just dropped, and that hammer just connects with that thing right in the jaw for 10 damage. Nice. Just kind of rocks its head back a little bit. So Sarah is is kind of in plain sight now. Um, but Jack and Avador. I want you to do uh, another stealth check. 27.
2: Okay. Is that 10 still on there? The yes. plus 10?
0: Okay.
1: Yep.
2: Eight-
1: yeah,
0: 20. 18. 18. Okay. <laughs> so the only one it can still see is, is Sarah. So it is going to try to attack Sarah some more. Um, so now it's going to use a, its multi-attack, which lets her attack three times. So we're going to see if she can hit Sarah. Ugh. Uh, but it does not hit the one. Doesn't hit the second one. The third one does not hit. So, so Sarah's like on her guard now. She's like renewed her strength. So this this creature is is swinging its its claws at Sarah. She's got her shield up and she's just bang, just hitting each time that claw comes down. That shield is just slamming right against it. So that creature has not hit a single. Against her. So Jack, it's your turn now. Sarah is just boom, boom, just fighting off this thing with her shield as it's like clawing at her. And I will climb around the
2: back of the creature. Can I like I don't know if it's gonna help at all, but can I like Shadow of Colossus at all and like jump on its back and start kind of like climbing towards its
0: head as a move? How about do a I'll give you that if you do a roll for me? I'm just trying to figure out what roll I want you to do. I'm thinking. Can we yeah. not make it a strength check? It's got to be a strength check. So it's gonna have <laughs> to be crap. athletics.
2: Oh, I don't like my odds. Well, I've committed. All right, okay. Let me, let me try. Ugh. Never mind. I rolled a four.
0: You rolled a four.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't have so any bonus to strength.
0: Okay, so you um jump and and like try to like, start climbing up. So you grab onto the back of its thigh. And then fall right off. Like, you just, you hear the little ee- as you just <laughs> yeah. slide down very slowly. You land back on the ground. <laughs> All right. Well, then, that was my move. Let me yes. just stab,
2: then. Let me just... Okay. I'll just be stabbing. Okay, go ahead. All right. Uh, does a 16 hit? Yes. Okay. Then... 17... On the first hit, and the second hit also does not hit.
0: It's a two. Man, I just can't hit with my offhand. Okay. (laughs)
1: That's why it's an offhand.
0: (laughs) Um, Just letting you know, this thing is beyond bloodied right now. And how we're going to describe it is, like, this thing is covered in, like I said, like, there's, um, you know, muscles kind of bulging. There's bone kind of sticking out. There's these weird pustules. And, like... Uh, uh, during the attacks and stuff like that, some of the bones have, have been cracked and snapped off. Um, some of the pustules have been burst. And this thing is just like from all these um, stabs that you have inflicted on this thing, Jack, it is just leaking like this dark green ichor from its body. And it is just all over the place. Um, that's probably part of the reason why you slid off of the thing. We'll just chalk it up to that and not you just being inept. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so kind, um, but yeah, it is it is not doing well. It is screaming. It's swinging its claws everywhere, um, just frantically. And is your turn avador
1: I got a hitter, right?
0: She could just have one more health. Just she use your dagger could.
1: again. Yeah, I'm gonna use my dagger. All right, let's see. <laughs> oh let's God. see if this.
2: Oh, wasn't it serious. Go ahead.
1: Ah, uh, I was. Oh
2: no. Does a nine hit? No. <laughs> so, so uh, with dang you, your dagger. You hit for a one, and then
0: you just whiffed it on this I'm one.
1: I'm just not good. I'm not. So, you know.
0: As it's flailing around, Avador lunges with with her dagger and just. Meets air and, and <laughs> yeah, and that's I just it.
1: trip and fall. Whoops! I think you can't see me.
0: Not embarrassed <laughs> S- at all. Sarah is, is up. Sarah is not able to hit with her hammer because she's just basically trying to evade these attacks with her shield. We'll say that's why because I rolled really bad. But that spiritual weapon is going to hit once more um so it's picture it like thor's hammer but this thing is like a, a glowing kind of gold and and somewhat see-through and it is like hitting this thing and it's flying around in circles and every once in a while going in and striking it again that's basically what this is is kind of looking like so this this hammer swings around and then comes back and cracks this thing in the back of the head which splits open and just green goo goes flying everywhere the the creature screams once more and then falls forward as sarah has to like duck and roll out of the way and just slams the ground and then poof, just disappears into a fog and just dissipates and all the fog that was surrounding you guys earlier is now gone are we covered in ooze <laughs> All three of you would have been really close to this thing. So, yes, you are now all covered in in that green goop. Um, We just got slimed. You got slimed.
1: (laughs) So the noises that we were hearing, like, of the crow in the background or anything like that, was that all her?
0: So, now that she has fallen, that crow flies right over the top of you. And now all of a sudden you notice that there's a cottage just on the other side of this glade and and the crow lands on um, kind of like the the one of the shingles of this thing and you can kind of see maybe there's like a little hole in the top of of, of this thing and it kind of just crawls in to this cottage. and honestly it just looks it looks pretty normal. There's smoke rising from a chimney signaling that there's probably somebody inside it's it's just looks old. It's covered in in moss and and some grime. It's kind of wet looking, um, you know, just like wet stained wood.
1: Shall we continue our adventure following that crow?
2: I'm checking on Sarah right now to make sure she's
0: okay. She's like wiping goo from her face, just like <laughs> oh, you know. okay. I don't know what that was. Let's never fight one of those again. Can we all agree to this? Agreed. I'm okay. Yeah, with that. thank you for that. <laughs> that wasn't very I did not have a good time. <laughs> but at least I got to try out my new spell. That was fun. I learned that one from Grunwald. That was pretty cool. Are you okay though? I'm fine, Jack. And and she, you know, she she's been a little unnerved from this whole thing, but I think she's kind of found a little bit of renewed resolve right now and and she's kind of looking you over just to make sure that you're not hurt and she's examining Avador and and Shepard and sees that none of the rest of you took any damage and she's like okay just me then good
1: I took some damage I took 10 hits
0: that's right you did take some damage (laughs) (laughs) Like, you are you okay do you need healing
1: I'll be fine I'll recuperate in the morning I'm sure
0: okay So that crow that we've been following just went into that cottage. I don't see any other way to go. So I guess we go inside, but let's be cautious. I definitely don't trust where we are.
1: Agree. This land has not been quite the welcoming that we've received in previous episodes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On previous episodes. Episodes. (laughs) Yeah. i Feel like we've just become self-aware. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm
0: breaking the
1: third wall. You're going in the right
0: direction with that, and then it just completely <laughs> I didn't broke know it. What That's I was fine. Like... Shepherd's been self-aware the entire time. Uh, <laughs> so as as you approach the cottage, you can kind of smell like there's a little bit of a smell of of incense, and, and and you can hear that there's like a small fire on the inside. You could just basically hear like a muffled crackling of of wood and from that chimney smoke you know that yeah there's there's a fire going inside so there's definitely somebody inside what do you want to do
1: is my pass for that a trace so the duration is 1 hour how long was our fight
0: <laughs> um the fight wouldn't have been very long like minutes basically
1: okay since we're still incognito can we um just like walk around the premise and investigate. The yeah, the perimeter yeah. and just make sure that they're not like cannibals or something like that.
0: <laughs> sure. Are there windows? Uh, there are no windows in this place. Of course. And we
1: still have our plus 10 uh, dexterity in case we have stealth. to.
0: Yep, stealth. Absolutely. Stealth. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm
0: hmm. So you want to walk around the outside of it? Yeah,
1: I I want to walk around the outside of it, see if we can hear anything coming from within, um, if anyone would come out or anything like that. Maybe we make some enough noise to see if someone will open the door. Can I
2: just do a perception check to see if anything seems out of the norm? I mean, aside from everything else that's out of the norm in this Can we all do that? Yeah, Yeah. go ahead. (laughs) 11. (laughs) 11?
0: What'd you get?
1: Well, I rolled a one. (laughs) (laughs) So a six. (laughs) Plus six, seven.
0: (laughs) So Jack, everything looks pretty normal to you. It just looks like a normal cabin. Like you've, you walked around the, the perimeter of it a little bit. Um, It's just basically a wooden cottage. Um, You don't sense anything really amiss. Or anything like that. Every once in a while you can hear the sound of that crow, like we'll make a little car noise on the inside. You can actually hear a little bit of like humming, like like, like there's someone inside, and you can't make out male or female. You can just kind of hear somebody humming a little faint song. Avador, as Avador is is walking the perimeter, um, she's looking at the ground and then just Boom. Runs right into one of the walls of the cabin.
1: <laughs> it's exactly what I meant to do. That and, was on and purpose.
0: You, so you hear a voice. Is someone there?
2: Someone outside? Did someone just run into my cabin? <laughs> <laughs> I just had it painted.
0: <laughs> you can come <laughs> in. I'm the just... door's unlocked if you would like to come inside.
2: I'm just going to throw caution to the wind and just... Open the door and walk on in.
0: Okay. Um, Even though he
1: doesn't see us. The,
0: the if you if you want the person to see you, like, um, they can, but um, unless you say so, yeah, you're you're kind of like sticking to the shadows and
1: things. Yeah, like Yeah. Can that. we pretend to be ghosts for a little bit? <laughs>
2: <Jeez>. <laughs> I'm I'm just yeah I'm just gonna walk in. I'm just gonna uh, brave it out.
0: Okay. As you enter you're in a large but stuffy room that looks like it functioned as like the entire home. There's a bed to one side with a very pale woman in it. Her eyes closed. There's shelves of books and there's several jars of powders and potions and odd assortments in in these jars. Like like one jar has a bunch of teeth. One jar has some eyes inside of like um, some sort of yellowish liquid. Um, In another jar, is just a kind of transparent red liquid, and there's just an ear floating in, a singular ear. There's like flasks bubbling over a small blue flame, um, giving off some strange odors, and there's like different variety of of colored vapors kind of rising from it. Now that crow is perched on a a carved figure on a table near the fireplace. It's almost like a carved little figurine of, of like a tree. It's just perched on. And in front of the fireplace is an elderly woman. She's got yarn and needles in her lap, and she was kind of humming a little bit to herself. But she stopped knitting and just kind of stares into the flames in the fireplace. And you realize that she looks and is dressed like the young woman that you just encountered a few minutes ago that turned into this giant hag. And now she's just this very elderly woman just knitting and staring into the flames and she says well done you're one of the few who have overcome my curse although i don't remember meeting any of you before to curse you how have you come here
1: my father my father he opened a gateway for us to come
0: your father who's your father
1: my father, he's known as Kavela.
0: Oh, yes. I've had the pleasure of meeting Kavela a long time ago. We did not get along, but he remained respectful. So, if you are his daughter, which raises a few questions based on your appearance versus his, <laughs> though I will not get into that. I will show you the same respect. And she kind of turns her head a little bit. And have all of you entered this cabin? Yes. Okay, so, so I'm going to say that Sarah has entered to you and then Shepard on that um, the magic little blanket that's floating has gone into And she <laughs> turns and she says, Oh, this curse was meant for a certain Edmund Halsey. And I sense his soul... In that body, which means the curse I placed was for someone else wearing his skin. Hmm. That would explain much of Edmund's actions before he left his family behind here. How did this come to pass? How do you have Edmund Halsey in the body of this drow, and why have you brought him here? It's a long story. Can you help our friend? Mm. Check
2: out
1: episode 20.
2: He's
0: <laughs> 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 20 <No>. episodes.
1: Right. <laughs> um, well.
0: well, yes, I can help him. And she, she stands up, and you can see, like, she has a lot of trouble walking. She's extremely old, but she slowly kind of makes her way, her feet kind of scraping against the wood of the cabin a little bit as she walks and she leans over him on this floating blanket and she sniffs (sniffs) hmm yes he can be healed and he will have much to answer for once he is however you three are unknown to us and we'll have to earn our trust before entering our village where we can help him You've proven that the three of you can be quite dangerous. So your task is this. One of our coven, the one over here, and she points to that very pale woman in the bed that you suspect might be dead. One of our coven ran afoul of a paladin scout near Brindlebrook the previous night and murdered her. We were able to recover her body, and we can bring her back, but we need that monster's eyes to complete the spell. Retrieve the paladin's eyes for me, and you will gain entrance to Aslam, unhindered, and we will restore Edmund's soul. She looks over at the crow that's kind of perched over there as it begins to call, and she says, Oh, yes, yes and we can't have you accidentally leading anyone back here. And so, and then she waves a gnarled hand, and Jack, Avador, and Sarah, you all shrink to the floor as small woodland creatures. Thanks for listening to this episode of Party in Peril. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends or friends on social media and use the hashtag NerdSloth so we can thank you for your support. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, uh, give us a rating, all those things that can help out the show. It's like rolling a nat 20 every time. See you next episode. Presented by NerdSloth.